Welcome to Nations of the World podcast series, where we explore a different nation of the world in each episode. Our aim is to bring you, the listener, on an audio journey to discover interesting facts that make each country unique. Welcome to China, Part 2. This is Segment 2, Heart of the Nation, Culture. Chinese people tend to honor tradition, but also embrace many parts of Western culture. Their customs include a strong sense of family, a deep respect for hierarchy, and an appreciation for harmony over conflict. There is a more indirect communication style than in some cultures. It's considered embarrassing and a loss of face when one has to say no. People tend to praise and show respect to one another and avoid being inappropriate or shamed. People tend to not point out one's shortcomings or mistakes in person. China has one of the more collective cultures in the world where people are encouraged to share the same mentality or goals as their family, workplace, and government, which fosters a sense of protection and unity. There is a great interdependence. Individuals are taught to keep to themselves and respect the law and authority to maintain societal harmony. There are strong relations, and interpersonal interactions are approached sensitively, with an acute consideration of people's feelings. Individuals strive to keep face, which is the person's reputation, influence, dignity, and honor. They will act deliberately or with restraint to maintain face. Conservative conduct is the norm. Another concept is guanxi, which can be defined as relationships that may result in the exchange of connections or favors that benefit both people. It can be seen as networking. Mutual trust is essential. The Chinese zodiac is represented by 12 animals representing years. The zodiac years begin and end with Chinese New Year and the cycle is continuously repeated. The Chinese believe that a person's horoscope, personality, and life compatibility are closely associated with his or her Chinese zodiac sign, determined by the birth year. Feng Shui involves manipulating one's surroundings in a way that will maximize the harmony between people and their surroundings. These techniques are used to determine everything from the placement of furniture in a room to the construction of skyscrapers. Hobbies in China include playing ping pong, badminton, and mahjong. Mahjong is a tile-based game that was developed in the 19th century in China and has spread throughout the world since the early 20th century. The rummy version is commonly played with four players. Then there is the solitaire version, which has become a very popular online game. Other forms of socializing include public dancing, walking through the park, and karaoke. Although karaoke had its start in Japan, it is a huge favorite of the Chinese. It's not the same format as in America, where people get up in front of others in a public venue with strangers to sing. Instead, the Chinese go to KTV, which is having a private room with a tablet for picking songs, there are loudspeakers, comfortable sofas, and mood lighting. KTVs provide food and drink and other activities in the rented space, 
which can include playing dice and drinking games. Many KTVs are open 24-7, and the average rental time span is four hours. You can even find mini karaoke booths and shopping malls and enjoy short singing sessions. In 2018, there were some 20,000 of these mini booths throughout China. People are generally reserved in nature rather than being overly familiar. Silence is important in communication as pausing indicates someone has applied appropriate thought and consideration to the question. Direct eye contact is considered a sign of politeness. When speaking with an unfamiliar elder, one may lower their head to lower their gaze as a sign of respect. The Chinese keep just over an arm's length when conversing, and with a stranger it will be father. They don't touch people who are strangers, yet close friends of the same gender may walk hand in hand. The Chinese often nod while a person speaks. This doesn't necessarily indicate agreement, but rather suggests that the listener understands what the speaker is saying. Handshaking is one form of greeting, with a grip lighter than in Western culture, and the hold is sustained longer. It's also not unusual for applause as a sign of welcome. The customary response is to applaud back. In formal situations, people bow slightly or nod politely to greet one another. The bow is from the shoulders and should be greater if the person you are greeting has a higher status than you. If seated, the Chinese will stand up out of respect when they're introduced to someone. Always greet those older first. A person should be addressed by their family name and title, unless they've already given you permission to use their first name. Usually only friends address one another by their given names. Also, nicknames are only used between very close friends or lovers. It is considered impolite to greet a friend with a comment that could be conceived as having a negative connotation, such as, you look tired. Anger is not publicly displayed, and arguments in public will elicit attention. When relaying bad news, a Chinese person may smile and laugh to diffuse the uncomfortable situation. Bringing gifts when invited to someone's home is a kind gesture and can include a treat such as fruit, flowers, excluding white or yellow, candy, or an alcoholic drink. Stamps are also a great gift as many are involved in stamp collecting as a hobby. Do not give gifts that add up to four in numbers, as the word four sounds like the Chinese word for death. A Chinese person may decline receiving a gift two or three times out of politeness before accepting. Gifts are not opened immediately or in the presence of the gift giver. Careful attention is given to the wrapping of a gift. The more elaborate the wrapping, the better. Gifts wrapped in red and gold paper denote luck whereas white, blue, or black wrapping has sour connotations. It's important to not give expensive gifts that are difficult to reciprocate or match. Such gifts will cause the Chinese recipient to lose face, resulting in a possible rejection of the gift. Other items to avoid are sharp objects, clocks, handkerchiefs, umbrellas, green hats, and mirrors. When first meeting someone in a rural area, it's common to be invited to join them for a meal. This is not generally a formal invite, 
but rather an old greeting that offers politeness. Don't be offended if the offer isn't followed through on. Conservative casual clothing is generally accepted, and revealing clothing should be avoided. Photographs should not be taken without permission. Waving no is done by waving the hand in front of one's face. Displaying the soles of one's feet, using one's feet to move something, or putting one's feet on the furniture is considered rude, as is whistling. The naming convention is first the family name and is usually a single syllable or Chinese character. In Western culture, it's written all in capital letters. Next comes the given name, which may contain one or two syllables or Chinese characters. In Western culture, this would be written with the first letter capitalized. Given names with two syllables may be written together as two separate characters or hyphenated. Many Chinese characters can be used as both family names and given names, so it is common practice to write family names in capitals to avoid confusion. Children are usually given their father's family name at birth and is shared with other members of the individual's family. Women don't change their legal names at marriage. However, some may choose to place their husband's family name before their full name. It's common belief in the Chinese culture that a good name brings good luck, and a bad name will bring bad luck. Parents may even consult a fortune teller to find the best name according to their birthday and time. Many given names symbolize aspiration, such as healthy, brave, beautiful, or wise. Some given names may be chosen to complement the family name, such as green for the given name and willow tree as the family name. Many avoid giving their children names that may sound like a word with a similar pronunciation but having a negative connotation. It isn't customary to name a child after a family member. The most common family names in mainland China are Wang, Li, Zheng, Chen, and Lu. Crime and Legal Issues China has strict laws against driving under the influence of alcohol, and this can lead to immediate detention on a criminal charge. Same-sex marriages are not legally recognized in China, and local authorities will not provide marriage certificates to same-sex couples. There are no civil rights laws that prohibit discrimination or harassment on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, though homosexuality has been decriminalized. Prejudices and discrimination still exist in many parts of the country. There are growing LGBTI communities in some of China's largest cities, and violence against LGBTI individuals in China is relatively rare. Social media accounts are widely monitored in China. Local authorities may use information they deem critical, controversial, or that might involve illegal activity against both the poster of the material and the host of the social media forum under Chinese law. Individuals have also been held responsible for the content that others place within social media spaces that they control, such as the comment section under a post or within a group chat that an individual controls. Chinese law prohibits the import of cold cuts and fresh fruit. There are limits on other items such as herbal medicine that can be taken out of the country. Rare animals and plants cannot be exported. Cultural relics, handicrafts, 
gold and silver ornaments, and jewelry purchased in China must be shown to customs upon leaving the country. If these items are deemed to be cultural treasures, they will be confiscated. It is illegal to import any printed material, film, and tapes, etc., that are detrimental to China's political, economic, cultural, or ethical interests. Tapes, books, or DVDs that contain state secrets or are otherwise prohibited for export can be seized on departing China. There are absolute prohibitions against the importation of arms, drugs, and plant or animal products that could carry disease or pests. The Chinese government maintains the authority to apply the death penalty for both violent and nonviolent crimes, including serious drug offenses. There is little tolerance for illegal drugs, including marijuana. Local authorities conduct random drug tests on urine and hair. Police at times raid nightclubs and bars and can subject patrons to on-the-spot drug testing. Gambling and the promotion of gambling activities are illegal in mainland China. Commercial surrogacy is illegal in China, and surrogacy arrangements are not legally recognized. Doing business. Conservative dark suits for men are most appropriate for business occasions. Women can wear conservative business suits or dresses with a high neckline and flat shoes. Bright colors should be avoided. Appointments should be made in advance and punctuality is expected. Business cards should be printed with a Chinese translation on the reverse side and should be presented with both hands. When presented with another's business card, take time to study it and possibly comment on it. It is rude to put a business card directly into a pocket without giving it due attention and should never be put into a back pocket. Business meals can last for several hours and international visitors may well be expected to drink numerous toasts. Chinese colleagues may applaud you when you are introduced as a way of greeting you and showing approval. If so, it is appropriate to applaud back. You are expected to greet everyone in the room individually, even if the group is large. Be sure to emphasize the status, size, reputation, and wealth of your company. For the sake of saving face, the Chinese will seldom give a flat negative response to proposals made, even when they do not agree with it. Therefore, focus on hints of hesitation. Listen closely to what they say, but also pay careful attention to what they don't say, and double-check your understanding. Offices and government departments are normally open Monday through Friday, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., with a midday break of 1 to 2 hours. Social Provisions State-run corporations or groups of factories often provide housing, child care, education, medical care, and other services for their employees. These organizations are called Danwei, or work units. They also provide compensation for injury and disability, old age, and survivors' pensions. Many of the government's social welfare initiatives are concentrated in the cities where housing, education, and food are subsidized. In the countryside, the burden of social welfare often falls on companies, organizations, and individual families. 
The government supplies emergency relief in the case of natural disasters, including floods and crop failures. China provides basic health and pension insurance through the National Social Security System, but private health insurance may be offered. Employees receive varying amounts of sick leave depending on the amount of service. They have work injury coverage for up to 12 months, which can be extended another 12 months. Female employees receive 98 days of maternity leave, which can begin 15 days prior to the birth. After returning to work, they receive at least one hour per day to breastfeed for 12 months. Male employees are entitled to paternity leave, but it's generally no more than two weeks. Females also receive 15 days of leave after an abortion within the first four months of pregnancy and six weeks for abortions or miscarriages after four months of pregnancy. The standard work period in China is eight hours a day and no more than 44 hours a week. Overtime pay is 150% of the basic rate on a standard workday, 200% on a rest day, and 300% on public holidays. There is no minimum wage in China, and each province sets a monthly and hourly wage based on local economic conditions. Bonuses are common, and employees frequently receive a bonus at the end of the year equal to one month of salary. In addition to public holidays, employees receive five days of vacation pay after one year of cumulative service, 10 days after 10 years, and 15 days after 20 years. Employees also get three days off when they're getting married, one to three days for the death of a parent, child, or spouse, and 20 to 30 days a year for a visit with a spouse or parent that does not reside with the employee. Education. About 90% of children attend pre-primary school. Children start primary school at age six with over 98% completion. This lasts five years with the child spending about 40 weeks per year in school. The most important subjects are reading, writing, and mathematics. In higher classes, there is foreign language, most often English. There's also culture, ethics, and sports. Secondary school enrollment is 88% and is split into a lower level of three years and a higher level of two to three years. The main subjects are language and literature, physics, mathematics, history, and foreign language. Physical training is gained via sports and mental training via politics. There's also participation in productive work for one to two weeks per semester. Tertiary school enrollment is 58.4%. The best students completing secondary school can transfer to a university after passing strict entrance exams. University studies three to four years for a basic program and five to six years for some studies. China has 732 universities, with 43 global rankings among the top 200. The following are ranked number one out of all universities worldwide. Harbin Institute of Technology in Robotics, China University of Geosciences in Geology, Tsinghuao University in Technology, and China Agricultural University in Agricultural Sciences. Shanghai University ranks number one for student satisfaction in China. Healthcare. 
There are improved water sources for 95.1% of the population and improved sanitation facilities for 85.6% of those in urban areas and less for those in rural areas. The major infectious diseases are bacterial diarrhea, hepatitis A, typhoid fever, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever, Japanese encephalitis, yellow fever, and hantaviral hemorrhagic fever with renal syndrome. Other prevalent diseases are influenza, measles, hepatitis B, and tuberculosis. There are sporadic cases of avian influenza, which tend to peak between December and January. It's best to avoid close contact with birds, dead or alive, infected birds, or visits to live bird markets, and close contact with objects that may have been contaminated, including bird droppings. Make sure all poultry dishes, including eggs, are well cooked. The top five causes of death are stroke, coronary heart disease, lung disease, lung cancer, and stomach cancer. Tobacco use is at 25.6% of the population. Traditional medicine is still widely practiced. All natural elements, including human beings, are thought to be made up of yin, the female force, and yang, the male force. These opposing forces are part of the body's chi. Health problems are considered a manifestation of an imbalance of yin and yang that disrupts a person's chi. Remedies to right the imbalance include snake gallbladder, powdered deer antlers, and rhinoceros horn, as well as hundreds of different combinations of herbs. Another method of treatment is acupuncture, which involves the insertion of thin needles into the body to regulate and redirect the flow of qi. Massage techniques are also used, and doctors avoid cutting into the body. The fertility rate is 1.7 children born per woman. The mortality rate for children under 5 is 0.7%. The standards of medical care in China are not equivalent to those in the United States. Even in private hospitals or public hospitals with well-equipped wards, English-speaking patients frequently encounter difficulty due to cultural, language, and regulatory differences. Rural areas have rudimentary facilities and inadequate staffing. Chinese ambulances are often slow to arrive, and most do not have sophisticated medical equipment or trained responders. Cash payment for services is often required prior to treatment, including emergency cases. If traveling with prescription medication, check with the Embassy of the People's Republic of China to ensure the medication is legal in China. Carry prescription medication in original packaging along with the prescription. Many commonly used U.S. drugs and medications are not available in China, and counterfeit low-quality knockoffs are prevalent. Air pollution is a significant problem in many locations. Most roads and towns in Tibet, Qinghai, parts of Xinjiang, and western Sichuan are situated at altitudes over 10,000 feet. Take appropriate precautions to prepare for and be alert to altitude sickness. Life expectancy is 79.7 years for females and 75.4 years for males. Food Tofu originated in China 
and is made from condensed soy milk that's pressed into solid blocks in a process like cheese making. Nigari, a compound extracted from seawater used as a coagulant, helps to solidify the tofu. Zongzi are made of glutinous rice filled with meats, beans, and other fillings. They're wrapped in triangle or rectangular shapes within bamboo or reed leaves and tied with soaked stalks or colorful silky cords. The flavors of Zongzi are usually different from one region to another across China. The staple food in the south is very different from that of the north. Northerners prefer noodles, dumplings, and other foods made from flour, while southerners have rice as their regular diet. In the north and west, breakfast usually consists of noodles or wheat bread. In the south, many people start the day with a rice porridge, or congee, served with shrimp, vegetables, and pickles. Lunch is like breakfast. The evening meal is the largest with vegetables, rice, noodles, and a meat dish. Meals include soup, which is served as the last course. People cook in a wok, a metal pan with a curved bottom, requiring little oil and a short cooking time. Steaming in bamboo baskets lined with cabbage leaves is another cooking method. Meat is used sparingly. Chinese believe that the meat near the bones is most delicious and nutritious, so they often chop bones to splinters to release the marrow. Care should be taken while eating such items as bone broth. Animal organs are often part of the dish, including feet, heads, liver, and some insects. Food prepared by chefs is usually displayed in a visually appealing way, since they believe the first bite is with the eyes. Many of their foods have a particular meaning or superstition attached to them, especially those eaten during festivals and holidays. Tea houses are scattered on Chinese streets like cafes in the West. Tea culture has become immensely popular in China, including articles, poems, and photographs that detail the art of making and drinking tea. Some popular dishes Lo mein, a dish of beef and egg noodles. A mixture of soy sauce, dry sherry, light soy sauce, and cornstarch is poured over beef slices, which marinates for about 15 minutes. Egg noodles are boiled to be done about the same time as the meat. A wok is heated. Oil and some garlic pieces are added. Once the garlic is browned, it is discarded. The beef is fried in the wok with some salt. When it's about three-quarters of the way done, a sauce of cornstarch, chicken stock, soy sauce, and oyster sauce is added to the wok. This is stirred in until thickened. Some green onions are added with some sesame oil. The egg noodles are either added into the wok and stirred, or the wok contents are poured over the cooked noodles. Peking Duck This is considered one of China's national dishes. Roasted duck is covered with a sweet wheat sauce and wrapped in a thin pancake. It's usually wrapped in the pancake with thin crispy duck skin, which Peking duck is famous for. Other additions may be sweet bean sauce, spring onions, soy sauce, mashed garlic, and cucumber. Hot pot. This is a Chinese version of fondue. It is a simmering metal pot with broth at the center of the table and sometimes a gas induction hob.
The broth or gas hob is used to heat the many raw ingredients in dishes found beside the metal pot. There are usually several dipping sauces available, such as sesame sauce, peanut paste, garlic sauce, vinegar, oyster sauce, pepper sauce, and bean curd. This is often the preferred dish when socializing with friends and relatives. Dim sum is a meal consisting of a variety of small dishes, such as dumplings, rolls, vegetables, meat, seafood, dessert, and cakes. This is often part of a tea party and enjoyed as a social event. Dumplings are most popular in North China. These are thin pieces of dough filled with minced meat of various kinds and or vegetables. They can be cooked by steaming, frying, or boiling. They are traditionally served on Chinese New Year's Eve. Raindrop Soup Chicken stock and chicken pieces are added to a pan with sliced scallions and sliced water chestnuts. This is boiled together for about 15 minutes. Before serving, season with salt and sherry. Wonton Soup Thinly filled dumplings of minced pork or diced shrimp are boiled and served in a soup broth. Fried rice. Cooked rice that is fried with several other ingredients. Most often it includes vegetables, seafood, meat, or eggs, or some combination of these. Sweet and sour pork. The pork is fried in a light batter, then covered in a sweet and sour sauce. Tofu with vegetables. The tofu is cut into cubes and marinated for one hour in the refrigerator with a mixture of soy sauce, oyster sauce, sesame oil, and sugar. A wok is heated with two tablespoons of oil. Sliced water chestnuts, mushrooms, and green beans are fried in the wok for about two minutes. These are set aside, and another two tablespoons of oil are heated in the wok, and the tofu sauce mixture is fried for about five minutes. The vegetable mixture is added back into the wok and mixed well. This is served with rice. Jiaozi are dumplings with pork, chives, and onions. These are an important food served at the spring festival. Mooncakes. These are baked pastries filled with ground sesame and lotus seeds or dates. These are an important food served during the moon festival. Arts. Chinese art covers a wide array of media and is marked by an unusual degree of continuity within. Decorative arts are extremely important in Chinese art, and much of the finest work was produced in large workshops or factories by essentially unknown artists, especially in ceramics. Much of the best work in ceramics, textiles, and carved lacquer were produced over a long period by various imperial factories or workshops. As well as being used by the court, these were distributed internally and abroad on a huge scale to demonstrate the wealth and power of the emperors. In contrast, the tradition of ink wash painting, practiced mainly by scholar officials and court painters, developed aesthetic values, depending on the individual imagination of and objective observation by the artist. These were often landscapes, flowers, and birds, like those of the West, but long predated their development there. Painting Traditional Chinese painting is done with a brush dipped in black or colored ink. Oils are not used. These are most often done on paper and silk.
the finished work can be mounted on scrolls. One of the two main techniques used in painting is gong bi, meaning meticulous, which uses highly detailed brushstrokes that delimit details very precisely. It's often highly colored and usually depicts figural or narrative subjects. It's an art practiced mostly by artists working for the royal court or those in independent workshops. Bird and flower paintings were common in this style. The second is ink and wash painting, or loosely termed watercolor, or brush painting, an art practiced by gentlemen. There was a period when the paintings were mainly human figures. Much of this is found at burial sites where paintings were preserved on silk banners, lacquered objects, and tomb walls. The early tomb paintings were often to protect the dead and help their souls to get to paradise. Others illustrated the teachings of the Chinese philosopher Confucius. Many critics consider landscape to be the highest form of Chinese painting. From 907 to 1127, it is known as the Great Age of Chinese Landscape. Calligraphy In ancient China, painting and calligraphy were the most highly appreciated arts in court circles and were produced almost exclusively by amateurs, aristocrats, and scholar officials who alone had the leisure to perfect the technique and practice for great brushwork. Calligraphy was thought to be the highest and purest form of painting. The implements were the brush made of animal hair and black ink made from pine soot and animal glue. Writing as well as painting was done on silk, but after the invention of paper in the first century, silk was gradually replaced by new and cheaper material. Original writings by famous calligraphers have been greatly valued throughout China's history and are mounted on scrolls and hung on walls in the same way that paintings are. Sculpture Chinese ritual bronzes come from a period of over a thousand years from 1500 BC and have exerted a continuous influence over Chinese art. They are cast with complex patterns and zoomorphic decoration, but avoid the human figure, unlike the huge figures only recently discovered at San Shengdui. The spectacular terracotta army was assembled for the tomb of Qin Shi Huang the first emperor of a unified China from 221 to 210 BC. This was as a grand imperial version of the figures long placed in tombs to enable the deceased to enjoy the same lifestyle in the afterlife as when alive, replacing actual sacrifices of very early periods. Buddhism also used sculpture. Imperial tombs have spectacular avenues of approach lined with real and mythological animals on a scale matching Egypt, and smaller versions decorate temples and palaces. Small Buddhist figures and groups were produced to a very high quality in a range of media, as was relief decoration of all sorts of objects, especially in metalwork and jade. Ceramics There has been continuous development of ceramics since the pre-dynastic periods and it is one of the most significant forms of Chinese art. The country has a rich supply of the source material needed for making ceramics. The types of ceramic products include items for construction such as bricks and tiles, vessels built by hand, fired in bonfires or kilns, 
and the sophisticated porcelain wares made for the imperial court. Decorative Arts Chinese jade was attributed with magical powers and was used in the Stone and Bronze Ages for large and impractical versions of everyday weapons and tools. Later, a range of objects and small sculptures were carved in jade, a difficult and time-consuming technique. Bronze, gold, and silver, rhinoceros horn, Chinese silk, ivory, lacquer and carved lacquer, cloison enamel, and many other materials had specialist artists working in them. Folding screens are often decorated with beautiful art, with themes including mythology, scenes of palace life, and nature. Materials such as wood panel, paper, and silk are used in making folding screens. They were considered ideal ornaments for many painters to display their paintings and calligraphy. Embroidery is practiced by women who decorate clothing, shoes, and bed linens with colorful, elaborate designs of animals and flowers. Literature Chinese poetry is not just a linguistic feat, but a visual one. Classical poems express balance through both rhyme and tone, as well as through the physical layout of the characters on the page. One of the first individual poets whose work is still read today is Chu Yuan, best known for his piece called Li Sao, or The Lament. The most famous works of dissemination of prose epics that developed during the Ming Dynasty were two pieces called The Water Margin and The Dream of the Red Chamber. Western influence in the 19th century led to a literature based more on the vernacular. The first writer to emerge in this new movement was Lu Xun, whose best-known work is The Rickshaw Boy, which details the life of rickshaw drivers in Beijing. Music In traditional music, there is no harmony. Instead, all the singers or instruments follow the melodic line. Traditional instruments include a two-stringed fiddle, a three-stringed flute, a vertical flute, a horizontal flute, and ceremonial gongs. Opera is very popular, and the performances are elaborate and highly stylized, involving acrobatic movements and intricate makeup and costumes. There is rock music, and the most famous performers are Sui Jian and Louis Huan. Film Chinese film gained international acclaim in the 1980s and 90s. Famous films by the director Zhang Yimao deal with social issues, including women's lives in the pre-communist period and the ramifications of the Cultural Revolution. Celebrations and Holidays There are seven public holidays. New Year's Day is January 1st. Chinese New Year, or the Spring Festival, is the most important festival in China. It celebrates the beginning of a new year on the Chinese lunisolar calendar. Originally, it was a time to honor deities and ancestors, and in modern times, more of a time to enjoy feasting and spending time with the family. Celebrations usually last 16 days, beginning on Chinese New Year's Eve and ending with the Lantern Festival. Traditions include decorations, offering sacrifices to ancestors, sharing a meal with family, giving red envelopes and other gifts, fireworks, thoroughly cleaning out houses, and watching lion and dragon dances. The giving of a red envelope signifies that the giver wishes the receiver to have a safe and peaceful year. 
these envelopes contain money. Some superstitious beliefs regarding New Year's Day are that you shouldn't sweep up on that day or you'll sweep away all your luck. You shouldn't eat porridge for breakfast or you will become poor in the upcoming year. And you shouldn't wash your clothes or hair on that day or you will wash away your fortune. There are fireworks and parades with dancers dressed as lions and dragons, and it takes place between mid-January and mid-February. Ching Ming Festival, also known as Tomb Sweeping Day, is a time for people to go outside and enjoy the greenery of springtime and tend to the graves of their deceased loved ones. This is on April 5th. Labor Day, this is multiple days in April to May. The Dragon Boat Festival. The two main activities enjoyed on this day are the dragon boat races and eating zongzi, or rice dumplings. The most important part, the dragon boat racing, is said to have originated from the legend of people paddling out on boats to seek the body of patriotic poet Chu Yuan, who drowned himself in a river. The wooden boats are shaped and decorated in the form of a Chinese dragon and hold 30 to 60 people who paddle them. During the race, the paddlers work harmoniously, accompanied by the sound of beating drums. It's believed that luck and happiness will come to the winning team in the following year. Zongzi have long been thrown into rivers as offerings and sacrifices to the dragon god on this day. Others use this day to practice activities which are believed to fend off evils and to keep healthy, such as bathing in herbal concoctions, hanging wormwood or mugwort and calamus, an aquatic plant, and drinking realgar wine. Mugwort and calamus are used medicinally in China to combat some diseases. Railgar wine is a Chinese drink of fermented cereals and powdered railgar or a ruby-like arsenic sulfide. In ancient times, this was believed to be an antidote for all poisons and effective for killing insects and driving away evil spirits. Another tradition is preparing pouches sewn with colorful silk cloth and filled with perfumes or herbal medicines. Parents give them to their children to fasten to their clothing, to wear during Dragon Boat Festival, to protect them from evil. This is held on the fifth day of the fifth lunar month, which is late May or June on the Gregorian calendar. Mooncake Festival, or Mid-Autumn Festival, is part of a harvest festival and a holiday for family and friends to get together. It's in late September to early October. National Day is to commemorate the establishment of the People's Republic of China in 1949. This holiday is referred to as Golden Week, where many families will go for a short trip or pay visits to relatives. This is on multiple days in October. Other non-public holidays are the anniversary of the founding of the Chinese Communist Party on July 1st, Woman's Day, March 8th, Children's Day, June 1st. Other festivals are the Double Seventh Festival, also known as Chinese Valentine's Day, usually in August. Chong Yang Festival. This is where people celebrate by climbing hills, visiting graves of ancestors to offer burnt offerings, or have picnics and fly kites. This is usually in October. Harbin International Ice Festival. Usually opens in late December and lasts until late February the next year. 
it's ideal to visit in the late afternoon to enjoy the effects of the sun shimmering on the sculptures, followed by the evening when they're lit up with dazzling colors. The biggest attraction is the ice and snow world, with ice sculptures of huge proportions. You can watch how the sculptures are made if you visit at the end of December. Some of the special attractions are the huge snowflake Ferris wheel, which shines in a spectrum of colors. There are ice buildings and castles that you can enter with their own life-size people sculptures. There are eight different icy, supersized slides to experience, the longest being 300 meters or 980 feet. You can also try ice climbing, skating, skiing, ice mazes, snow fights, and ice biking. Enjoy a snow and ice-themed show with ice dances, catwalk models, acrobats, ice magic, and clown comedy. These run three times a day after dark. Sports The most popular sports are running, badminton, table tennis, basketball, and soccer. In winter, they enjoy figure skating, skiing, snowboarding, and cricket. A few other activities are yoga, swimming, and cycling. Kung Fu is an important part of traditional Chinese culture, which is meant to develop internal discipline with external technique. The techniques include self-defense and health training. There are various forms of Kung Fu. Three are Tai Chi, Qi Gong, and Shaolin. The Legend of Kung Fu is a well-attended show that tells the story of a young boy who dreamed of becoming a Kung Fu master and how we overcame difficulties and temptations on the road to enlightenment. It's performed with silent actors, and narration above the stage is in English subtitles. There's a combination of kung fu, acrobatics, and dancing. Communications Those with fixed telephone line subscriptions are at 13%. There are 119 mobile cellular subscriptions for every 100 people. China has the largest internet market in the world, with almost all subscribers accessing internet through mobile devices. The market is driven through government-allied investment. The government aims to provide universal and affordable broadband coverage through market competition and private investment in state-controlled enterprises. 3G and LTE subscribers were poised to migrate to 5G aiming for 2 million 5G base stations by the end of 2022. China is pushing development of smart cities beyond Beijing. Beijing residents carry a virtual card, integrating identity, social security, health, and education documents. The government controls gateways to global internet through censorship, surveillance, and shutdowns. It is a major exporter of broadcasting equipment worldwide. It has a domestic satellite system, with several Earth stations being in place since 2018. The population using the Internet is 54.3%, with about 73% having access to the Internet. All broadcast media are owned by, or affiliated with, the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, or a government agency. There are no privately owned TV or radio stations. State-run Chinese Central TV, provincial, and municipal stations offer more than 2,000 channels. The Central Propaganda Department, as well as local, 
sends directives to all domestic media outlets to guide its reporting with the government maintaining authority to approve all programming. Foreign-made TV programs must be approved, censored, prior to broadcast. Increasingly, PRC nationals turn to online platforms, such as Billy Billy, Tencent Video, Ichii, and others, to access PRC and international films and television shows. Video platforms have to abide by regulations issued by the Cyberspace Administration of China, which align with censorship policies from CCP propaganda authorities. Broadband fixed subscriptions are at 34 out of 100 inhabitants. Each city has its own newspaper, usually published by the local government, as well as a local Communist Party daily. Energy Beijing is seeking to add energy production capacity from sources other than coal and oil, focusing on natural gas, nuclear, and clean energy development. In 2016, China ratified the Paris Agreement, a multilateral agreement to combat climate change, and committed to peak its carbon dioxide emissions between 2025 and 2030. 100% of the population has electricity. It both exports and imports electricity. Its electricity generation is 66% fossil fuels, 17.8% hydroelectricity, 6.2% wind, 4.8% nuclear, 3.5% solar, and 1.6% biomass and waste. It produces, exports, and imports coal and has proven coal reserves. It produces petroleum, exports and imports crude oil and lease condensates, and has crude oil reserves. It also produces, exports, and imports refined petroleum products. It produces, exports, and imports natural gas and has proven reserves. Transportation There are 56 registered air carriers. There are 507 airports. The largest airport is Beijing Capital International Airport. Shanghai Pudong International Airport is second. The largest airline in the country is China Southern Airlines, with a fleet of 629 aircraft. There are pipelines carrying gas, crude oil, refined petroleum products, and water. There are railways transporting almost 2.8 million metric tons of goods per kilometer annually. There are 1.34 million railway passengers per kilometer annually. There are 5.2 million kilometers of roadways, with about 90% being paved. The quality of roads ranks 4.6 on a scale of 1 to 7 from low to high. There are 27,700 kilometers of navigable waterways. There are 6,662 merchant marine vessels. There are seven major seaports, seven container ports, and one river port. China operates one PC-3 or 4 class medium icebreaker and three PC-5 or 6 class light icebreakers. PC stands for polar class. Traffic can be chaotic and largely unregulated, and the rate of accidents, including fatal accidents, is among the highest in the world. Motorcycle and bicycle accidents are frequent and often deadly. Pedestrians do not have the right of way, and you should show extreme caution when walking in traffic, even in marked crosswalks. 
child safety seats are not widely available. Public transportation, including subways, trains, and buses, generally has a positive record and is widely available in major cities, although individuals on crowded buses and subways are often targeted by pickpockets. Travel. China has 56 UNESCO World Heritage Sites, ranking second in the world just below Italy. 38 of these are cultural heritage sites, 14 are natural heritage sites, and 4 are mixed. The Great Wall. This is a series of fortifications that were built across the northern borders of ancient Chinese states and imperial China as a protection against various nomadic groups. Several walls were built from as early as the 7th century BC, with other portions being built by the first emperor of China, Qin Shi Huang, from 220 to 206 BC. Over time, many successive dynasties built and maintained multiple stretches of walls. The best known of these are the ones built by the Ming dynasty. The defensive characteristics of the Great Wall were enhanced by the construction of watchtowers, troop barracks, garrison stations, signaling capabilities through the means of smoke or fire, and the fact that the path of the Great Wall also served as a transportation corridor. Fujian Tulao are Chinese rural dwellings unique to the Hakka in the mountainous areas in southeastern Fujian, China. These were mostly built between the 12th and 20th centuries. A Tulao is usually a large enclosed and fortified earth building. They're between three and five stories high and house up to 800 people. Often there are smaller interior buildings enclosed by the large peripheral walls, which can contain halls, storehouses, wells, and living areas. The whole structure resembles a small fortified city and is usually rectangular or round. The fortified outer walls were built with rammed earth together with lime-sand clay mixture and reinforced with horizontal bamboo strips for lateral binding, rendering it as solid as that of a western castle. These walls were up to 6 feet, or 1.8 millimeters, thick. The result is a well-lit, well-ventilated, windproof, and earthquake-proof building that is warm in the winter and cool in the summer. They usually have only one main gate, guarded by 4 to 5 inch, or 100 to 130 millimeters thick, wooden doors, reinforced with an outer shell of iron. The top level has gun holes for defensive purposes. A total of 46 of these sites are on the UNESCO list. This form of housing was a model for equality. All rooms were built the same size and of the same materials. Tulaos were usually occupied by one large family clan of several generations. Some had more than one family clan. Besides the building itself, many facilities were shared, such as water wells, ceremony halls, bathrooms, washrooms, and weaponry. Even the surrounding land and farmland were shared. The residents farmed communally, and this continued into the 60s. The Mausoleum of the First Qin Emperor is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it's in the Xi'an Shanxi province. It took over 38 years to construct, from 246 to 208 BC, and is underneath a 76-meter-tall tomb mound shaped like a truncated pyramid. The layout of the mausoleum is modeled after the old capital of the Qin dynasty. The tomb is in the southwest of the inner city 
and its main tomb chamber housing the coffin and burial artifacts, is the core of the architectural complex. The first fragments of warriors and bronze arrowheads were discovered by six men who were digging in a well in March 1974. The excavations over an area of 20,000 square meters produced about 7,000 statues of terracotta warriors and horses, and about 100 wooden battle chariots and numerous weapons. These were baked from yellow clay. Large structures have been erected to protect the pits. The first was finished in 1979. A larger necropolis of 600 pits was uncovered by 2008. Some pits were found a few kilometers away from the mound of the tomb of Emperor Qin Shi Huang. The Mogao Caves, commonly referred to in Chinese as the Caves of the Thousand Buddhas, form a system of 500 temples, 25 kilometers southeast of Dunhuang, an oasis located at a religious and cultural crossroads on the Silk Road in Gansu province. The caves contain some of the finest examples of Buddhist art, spanning a period of 1,000 years. This is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Zheng Jiazhe National Forest Park is in the central eastern region and is part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site. There are dense forests, deep canyons and ravines, unusual peaks, caves, and pillar-like formations. These pillars are comprised of quartz sandstone and formed from physical erosion caused by the abundant rains. This is the main attraction, and these with the low clouds that roll in are what people often think of when they think of scenic China. In the park is the Bai Long Elevator, affectionately known as Hundred Dragons Skylift, and is the world's tallest outdoor lift. It makes the journey of 1,070 feet, or 326 meters, in under two minutes, carrying up to 50 people at a time. The park also is famous for the Zhang Jiazhe Grand Canyon Glass Bridge, reaching out 1,410 feet, or 430 meters, at a height of 980 feet, or 300 meters, and is the highest pedestrian glass bridge in the world. The largest cave chamber in the world is the Miao Room, in the Gabiha Cave System at China's Xi'an Getu He Chuandong National Park. Hainan is in the south of the country and borders the South China Sea. It is known for its beautiful beaches, coconut palms, lush jungles, and pine forests. Chengdu is home to the Chengdu Panda Research Base, where you can see pandas. There's also People's Park, which is famous for its street performers. The Kuanjai Xianzi District is famous for its amazing tea houses. Guangzhou represents the modern neon-lit scene, with skyscrapers and shimmering buildings with eclectic architecture. The city is also a mecca for museums, including the Mausoleum of King Zhao Mo, with artifacts dating back 2,100 years. Yangzhou is a tranquil city in the southern part of Guangxi province, with the Li River running through it. It has a backdrop of mist-covered mountains. The mountains are great for climbing. In the city, you can try your hand at a traditional martial arts class or a Chinese cooking class. Zhang Ye National Geopark is in the northern part of China in the foothills of the Xilan Mountains, along the border with Mongolia. It is designated as one of the most amazing landscapes across China. 
sandstone and minerals form layers with shifting tectonic plates, which over the years have created angled painted layers, which look as though they've been painted. It is likely the most colorful national park in the world. Giant Panda National Park connects 67 giant panda reserves, creating a national park three times the size of Yellowstone in the United States. It accounts for 80% of the Chinese giant panda population. In recent years, there have been some incidents which led to high-profile cases in which residents disapproved of the actions of some Chinese tourists. One example of this was in 2013, when a young Chinese tourist carved graffiti onto an ancient Egyptian relic at Luxor. Other incidences involve Chinese parents allowing their children to defecate in public, both in Hong Kong and in Taiwan. The Chinese government did launch a campaign with guidelines for acceptable behavior, including a civilized tourist behavior guidebook. In 2016, the government publicly banned 20 students from future travel due to uncivilized behavior. By September 2018, this list grew to 35. The government's approach reveals a clear desire for Chinese nationals to be perceived positively across the globe and contributes to an improved international image. In 2018, China received 159 million visitors. In the same year, China ranked second in the world for the contribution of travel and tourism to GDP and first in the world among top earners for the contribution to employment. In 2019, there were 145 million trips. In 2021, there were 32 million trips. The Chinese tourism sector has been greatly impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. After nearly three years of some of the strictest COVID control strategies of mass testing and lockdowns, in November 2022, the country cut its quarantine policy for inbound travelers to five days at a designated facility and removed the restriction of flights carrying infected passengers. According to United Nations research, travel restrictions caused a cumulative 95.3% decline in international arrivals to Asia and the Pacific between January and July 2021, the biggest decline in international arrivals globally compared to the same period in 2019. The absence of Chinese visitors in international tourism has been causing great economic hardship to many destinations that have relied on an average of 150 million Chinese travelers, spending up to 255 billion annually on sightseeing. Tourism has been a political tool used by the Chinese government. It has a policy in place where it controls outbound tourism through something called the Approved Destination Status, or ADS. Chinese nationals can only visit countries on this list. One example of this was in 2016, when Democratic Progress Party leader Tsa Ing-wen became president. All countries that maintain formal diplomatic ties with Taiwan have been banned from ADS agreements, and any who broke ties with Taiwan were granted an ADS agreement. The United States State Department issued a travel advisory on January 11, 2023, for China, Level 3, Reconsider Travel. This includes the regions of Hong Kong and Macau due to the surge in COVID-19 cases and arbitrary enforcement of local laws. 
Although local authorities are easing control and quarantine measures across the country, the number of COVID-19 cases continue to rise in China. With this, you can expect entry and exit controls for certain cities and towns, isolation requirements, lockdowns, closures of businesses, suspension of public transportation, restrictions to freedom of movement, disruption to access medical facilities and medical supply chains, flight suspensions, and mass testing. For most visitors, China remains a very safe country. Petty street crime is the most common safety concern for U.S. citizens. Four criminal schemes to be aware of are, first, tea scams, where young Chinese people invite visitors out to tea and leave them with an exorbitant bill. Second, phone scams, where some individuals have reported receiving phone calls where the callers pose as a police officer and request a funds transfer to resolve an identity theft or money laundering investigation. Third, black cabs. Avoid using unlicensed cabs and insist the driver use the meter and get a receipt. Have the name of your destination written out in Chinese characters and ask the driver to remove the bags from the trunk before you get out of the taxi and before you pay. Fourth, counterfeit currency. This is a big concern in China. Carrying small bills or using exact change, particularly in taxis, can help to protect you. Segment 3, Who Is? Mao Zedong, or Mao Zedong, known as the founding father of the People's Republic of China from its establishment in 1949. He was a communist revolutionary, politician, and political theorist. During his control as chairman of the Communist Party of China, he converted China into a single-party socialist state, with industry and business being nationalized. He imposed an autocratic society, forcing strict control over the people of China, and introduced the famous Little Red Book, which listed slogans and directions as part of the coming proletarian cultural revolution. The Cultural Revolution was a defining period in Chinese history and constituted a socio-political uprising against those considered to be part of capitalist structures, such as landowners and business owners, or to have positions of power, including teachers. Jet Li. His given name was Li Lianjie. He is a Chinese film actor, producer, martial artist, and wushu champion. He starred in many critically acclaimed martial arts epic films, most notably the Once Upon a Time in China series. His first Hollywood role was a villain in Lethal Weapon 4. He starred in many Hollywood action films, including Kiss of the Dragon and Unleashed. He also co-starred in The Forbidden Kingdom with Jackie Chan, The Expendables with Sylvester Stallone, and the title character villain in The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Tenzin Gyatso the 14th and current Dalai Lama, as well as the longest-lived incumbent of this position. He won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1989 and is well known for his advocacy for Tibetans inside and outside Tibet. He has traveled the world and speaks of the importance of compassion as the source of a happy life. Andy Lau Takwa is a Hong Kong canto pop singer, actor, and film producer. He has been one of Hong Kong's most commercially successful film actors 
since the mid-1980s. He's appeared in more than 160 films, and he's in the Guinness World of Records for Most Awards Won by a Canto Pop Male Artist. Lao Zi, or Lao Tse, is the founder of Taoism. Ai Xin Gyoro Puyi. He was the last emperor of China and the twelfth and final ruler of the Qing dynasty. Still a child, he ruled as the Xuantong Emperor from 1908 until 1912. After the PRC was established in 1949, Puyi was imprisoned as a war criminal for ten years, wrote his memoirs, and became a member of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. Wendy Deng Murdoch a Chinese-born American businesswoman and third wife of News Corporation chairman and CEO Rupert Murdoch. She was sponsored by an American family for a student visa and attended California State for economics, completing her master's degree in business at Yale School of Management, where she serves on the board of advisors. She remained in the home of the Cherry family, which hosted her for her studies in the United States. In 1990, Jake Cherry left his wife and married Wendy Deng. They only stayed together for four or five months when Cherry discovered Deng was involved with someone else. In 1996, she was offered an internship at News Corp subsidiary Star TV in Hong Kong, which developed into a full-time junior executive position. Within one year, she became vice president. In 1997, she met Rupert Murdoch, 37 years her senior, while working at the Murdoch-owned Star TV in Hong Kong. They married in 1999 on his yacht, less than three weeks after the finalization of his divorce from his second wife, Anna Murdoch. The couple had two children, Grace and Chloe. In 2013, Rupert Murdoch filed for divorce from Deng, citing irreconcilable differences. Lu Xiaobo. This is a Chinese literary critic, writer, professor, and human rights activist who called for political reforms and the end of communist single-party rule. He's currently incarcerated as a political prisoner in Jinzhou, Liaoning. In 2008, he was detained because of his participation with the Charter 08 Manifesto, and in 2009, he was formally arrested on suspicion of inciting subversion of state power. He was sentenced to 11 years imprisonment and two years deprivation of political rights. During his fourth prison term, he was awarded the 2010 Nobel Peace Prize for his long and nonviolent struggle for fundamental human rights in China. He is the first Chinese citizen to be awarded a Nobel Prize of any kind while residing in China. He's the third person to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize while in prison or detention. He's also the second person to be denied the right to have a representative collect the Nobel Prize for him. Li Ka-shing is a Hong Kong business magnate, investor, and philanthropist. As of June 2019, Li is the 31st richest person in the world. In 2013, he was on the Bloomberg Billionaires Index as the richest person in Asia. He's the world's largest operator of container terminals and the world's largest health and beauty retailer in Asia and Europe. Forbes magazine released its Hong Kong Fortune League chart in February 2021, which showed that Li Ka-shing 
had reclaimed his prime position as Hong Kong's richest person. In spite of his wealth, Lee has cultivated a reputation for leading a frugal, no-frills lifestyle, and is known to wear simple black dress shoes and an inexpensive Seiko wristwatch. He lived in the same house for decades, in what has now become one of the most expensive districts in Hong Kong, Deep Water Bay, in Hong Kong Island. Lee is also regarded as one of Asia's most generous philanthropists, donating billions of dollars to charity and other various philanthropic causes. And owning the second largest private foundation in the world after Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In 2019, Forbes put Lee in the list of the world's most generous philanthropists outside of the U.S. Liu Yang, a 33-year-old Air Force pilot who became China's first female astronaut in 2012. Segment 4. Who would have thought? In 2016, China became the new record holder for the largest human mattress dominoes. There were 2,016 people, who set up the spectacular event outside a shopping mall in Wuhan, China. It took 14 minutes and 47 seconds from start to finish. Following the event, the organizers donated 300 mattresses to a local charity. The use of paper for hygiene was recorded in China in the 6th century AD. There are records that, in 1393, an annual supply of 720,000 sheets of it was produced for general use of the imperial court at the capital of Nanjing. Some inventions of the Chinese are paper, gunpowder, the compass, and the art of printing. Another invention said to have originated in China was the kite, invented by the 5th century Chinese philosophers Mozi and Lu Ban. In 549 AD, a paper kite was used as a message for a rescue mission. Cricket fighting has become a popular pastime in China and dates back more than 1,000 years to the Tang Dynasty. It's not legal to gamble on cricket fights in China, but the fights themselves are legal and occur in most big cities. There are organized cricket fighting events and championships, which take place from September to October. The crickets are sold openly in street markets, and the price can range anywhere from $5 to $2,500. Before the fighting, the crickets, always males, are weighed to the closest hundredth of a gram and then paired off by weight class. Two who will compete are put into a clear plastic ring about the size of a dinner plate with a dividing wall in between. When a referee signals the start, he slides the wall out of place and the bugs face off. The bug owners will encourage their cricket into fighting by lightly brushing them with a special reed. The bugs will lunge and swipe their pincer-like mandibles at each other, with the referee closely monitoring the tiny fighters, taking note of the attacks and retreats. It takes just a few seconds, and one that can't keep its grip on the other backs off, and it is declared the loser. They are removed from the ring and put back into their own clay jars. Injuries are very rare, and they are never left to fight to the death. The cricket owners spend weeks before the fighting season to pick out their contenders, train them, and feed them a special diet. They look for crickets with good-shaped heads, good teeth, big mandibles, and ones that show a fighting spirit. One cricket competitor explains that he houses his crickets in ceramic jars that have been coated in a special type of worm tea or moth manure 
which is said to provide a soothing effect for the crickets. In each jar, there he puts a clay house, the right mix of soils, and a carpet of rice paper. The rice paper avoids them getting their tiny claws at the tips of their legs damaged, which could cause them to lose their grip when fighting. He feeds them a nutritious meal of grain and bean powder every night, and he says they're very picky. The earliest seismoscope was invented by the Chinese philosopher Chang Heng in 132 AD. This was a large urn on the outside of which were eight dragon heads facing the eight principal directions of the compass. Below each dragon head was a toad with its mouth opened toward the dragon. When an earthquake occurred, one or more of the eight dragon mouths would release a ball into the open mouth of the toad sitting below. The direction of the shaking determined which of the dragons released its ball. The instrument is reported to have detected an earthquake 400 miles away that was not felt at the location of the seismoscope. The inside of the seismoscope is unknown. Most speculations assume that the motion of some kind of pendulum would activate the dragons. The first drinking of tea was, according to legend, by Emperor Shen Nung in 2732 BC. Apparently, leaves from a wild tree flew into his pot of boiling water, and he was so pleased with the pleasant scent that he drank some. Legend adds that he felt a warm feeling as he drank the tea as though it was invigorating his body. Thereafter, it was used for medicinal purposes. From the 4th to the 8th century, it grew in popularity and started to be used for daily consumption. The Chinese tightly controlled the preparation and cultivation. It became standard that only young women were to handle the leaves in cultivation, presumably because of their purity. They also were forbidden to eat garlic, onions, or strong spices in case these odors could contaminate the tea leaves. Up until the mid-1700s, all Chinese tea was green tea. As they discovered that they could preserve the tea leaves with a special fermentation process, the resulting black tea was better able to keep its flavor and aroma longer, and was better equipped for travel to other countries. In Britain, high tea prices led to the smuggling of tea into the country, to the point that smuggled tea was coming into the country in greater quantities than that which was imported legally. Eventually, the British saw the potential in black tea production and was eager to find a way to cultivate it themselves. In the mid-19th century, a famous plant hunter named Robert Fortune smuggled tea seeds and plants out of China, and the British set up tea plantations in Assam, India, thus beginning the steady expansion of England's tea empire. Today, tea is still an integral part of Chinese culture. To guard the quality, there are college degrees one can earn in tea art that leads to three different certifications. The color red, in Chinese pinyin, hong, has special meaning and interesting connotations in Chinese culture. As the red sun brings life to the earth, it is seen as a symbol of life, happiness, and warmth. It's often connected with celebrations and honor. Another symbol it has is that of joyfulness. On the spring festival or other important days, people will hang red lights and wear red clothes. A bride will wear red for her wedding day to celebrate the joy and happiness of the event. To honor distinguished guests, a red carpet is often laid out for the guests to walk on, indicating a grand reception. Red also stands for revolution and socialism in China. 
the national flag is red, signifying the blood of the revolutionaries. In the great Chinese cultural revolution, Hong, or red, was used politically. Chairman Mao was titled Hong Taiyang, or Red Sun. Red is a symbol of fortune, fame, and power. One example of this is the stock exchange, where China's index is shown in red for a rise and green for a decline, while in the Western stock exchange market it is the opposite. China has the largest dam in the world, the Three Gorges Dam, spanning the Yangtze River, and it's the world's largest hydroelectric facility. The power station is the world's most powerful, generating 22,500 megawatts. The Yangtze River is the world's third longest river and China's biggest river. The Zhao Kadian archaeological site in China has yielded the largest known collection of fossils of the extinct Homo erectus, including 40 incomplete skeletons, which are commonly known as the Peking Man fossils. Along with these, excavations have uncovered remains of anatomically modern humans, Homo sapiens. Large-scale excavations began in 1929. Results suggest that the site was first occupied more than 770,000 years ago, and then used intermittently by Homo erectus until possibly 230,000 years ago. Along with the skeletal remains, tools such as stone scrapers, choppers, and axes have been found. There are claims of ash deposits consisting of animal bones, which have been found, that would indicate that Peking man had learned to use fire for lighting, cooking, and heating. There is still some debate on the ash found and its meaning. During World War II, the more notable fossils were lost during an attempt to smuggle them out of China for safekeeping, and they have never been recovered. The Grand Canal, or the Jingheng Canal, is the longest canal in the world. The oldest parts of it date to the 5th century. It was built by conscripted laborers and connected the Yellow River in the north with the Yangtze River in the south, which made it much easier to transport grain from the south to the centers of political and military power in North China. The total length of the Grand Canal is 1,776 kilometers, or 1,104 miles. Its greatest height is reached in the mountains of Shandong at a summit of 42 meters, or 138 feet. Historically, periodic flooding of the Yellow River threatened the safety and functioning of the canal. During wartime, the high dikes of the Yellow River were sometimes deliberately broken in order to flood and thus sweep away advancing enemy troops. This would cause disaster and prolonged economic hardships for local residents. During the 1930s, most countries were restricting the entry of Jews who were trying to flee Nazi persecution. Not so for Shanghai. It was already a multicultural oasis, which included British, Russian, Iraqi, French, and American residents. It opened its doors between 1933 and 1941 to Jewish refugees escaping from Germany, Poland, and Austria, with no visa required. Unfortunately, it was not foreseen that it would put them in the hands of the Nazis' most powerful ally. In 1941, Japan seized Shanghai, and following instructions from the Nazis, Japanese troops rounded up all the city's Jews and confined them to Tilan Chao, a section of Shanghai. Today, a plaque sits in the Huoshan Park with words that explain 
that more than 15,000 Jews were confined to the surrounding area in the early 1940s, and the area was depressed and became a Jewish ghetto. They were forced to live within the borders of the area, banned from leaving, even for work, unless they received special permission. Disease and malnutrition set in as many had no jobs and almost no food. Yet, most of Shanghai's Jewish refugees survived. This is likely because Jews weren't a primary target of the Japanese forces. When World War II ended and the Japanese troops retreated from Shanghai, most of the Shanghai Jews left, relocating to the United States, Canada, and Australia. If it weren't for the open arms of Shanghai, many of these Jews would not have survived the Nazi death squads. One of the structures still in existence is the Tilanchao prison, where dozens of Jewish refugees and Chinese dissidents were incarcerated by the Japanese. Another building is the synagogue on the grounds of the former Jewish ghetto, still standing with the Star of David on it. Chinese Sharpei, once known as one of the rarest dog breeds known, has gained popularity, and its numbers have grown significantly. Sharpei is Chinese for sand skin. It has a distinct, rough, sandy coat, and is known for its loose skin and wrinkles. It is said to have originated in China about 200 BC. It was originally used for hunting and guarding, and for a while as a popular fighting dog. In the late 1940s, the Chinese Communist Party banned dog breeding, so its numbers began to dwindle. They're now recognized by both the American and British kennel clubs. Dragons. These are powerful creatures in Chinese culture, said to have control over water, such as bringing rain during a drought. They're seen as lucky and good. The dragon is the only mythical creature in the Chinese zodiac. They're closely connected to nobility, and in ancient times, emperors were identified as sons of dragons. Ordinary people at that time were not allowed to even have pictures with dragons on them. Most Chinese dragons are drawn with long bodies like snakes and sharp claws. They're said to live at the bottom of seas, rivers, and lakes. There are nine basic types of dragons depicted in the Chinese culture. Each different color has a significant meaning also. Fireworks The earliest recorded use of fireworks is from 200 BC in China, during the Han Dynasty. People would roast bamboo stalks until the air inside would sizzle and explode. The resulting loud pop was believed to frighten evil spirits and usher in happiness and luck. Then, somewhere between 600 and 900 CE, alchemists in China mixed saltpeter, or potassium nitrate, with sulfur and charcoal, inadvertently producing a crude recipe for gunpowder. It is said that they had been searching for an elixir for immortality. This became an integral part of the Chinese cultural celebrations, as they stuffed this mixture into bamboo tubes and created a form of sparkler. Soon after, military engineers began to experiment with this mixture for weaponry. For starters, the Chinese would take their bamboo sparklers and attach them to arrows, which they would rain down on their enemies. Three animals that are exploited that the Chinese highly value are sharks, elephants, and bears. Shark poaching is practiced, obtaining the fins, which are used to make a delicacy, shark fin soup. Elephants provide ivory tusks, and a report from Kenya says that 90% of the ivory smugglers caught in that country are Chinese citizens. 
approximately 70% of illegal ivory ends up in China, where it's sold on the streets for up to $1,000 a pound. Bear bile has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. References from a medical text in the 8th century prescribed its use for epilepsy, hemorrhoids, and heart pain. In the early 1900s, scientists discovered that there is a fluid secreted by the liver and stored in the gallbladder in bears, which contains significantly more amounts of ursodeoxycholic acid than other animals, such as pigs and cows. This acid is medically proven to help dissolve gallstones and treat liver disease. However, bear bile is marketed as a cure for many other ailments without any scientific proof that it is effective. Beginning in 1980, the Chinese began farming bears to extract their bile. Thousands of bears are kept in cages for this purpose in conditions that are inhumane. Neglect and disease are common, and the bile extraction is painful. Bears may suffer from dehydration, malignant tumors, starvation, and infections, where they often die from these ailments. In 2020, the Chinese government recommended using bear bile as one of the options to treat severe and critical COVID-19 cases. This recommendation came about a month after the government took steps to permanently ban the trade and consumption of live wild animals for food. This is seen as a contradiction to wildlife advocates who say China, on the one hand, wants to shut down the live trade in animals for food, yet are promoting the trade in animal parts. Although China is the third largest country in the world, and it spans across five standard time zones, the whole country is under one time zone. This came about after the Chinese Civil War ended in 1949, when the Communist Party of China established a standard time for the whole country. Before this, there were five time zones. The world's largest sinkhole is the Shaoshai Tiankeng sinkhole in Chongqing municipality, which is 660 meters or 2,165 feet deep. China has five copycat cities, built to resemble famous European and American cities and have become tourist attractions. Thames Town is modeled after the quintessential English town with Georgian and Tudor houses, a Gothic church, quaint pubs, a village green, cobbled streets, and the iconic red telephone boxes. Tiandu Cheng is a gated community built around a 354-foot replica of the Eiffel Tower, being one-third the height of the Paris Eiffel Tower. The town has Parisian chic French neoclassical-style buildings, which house 10,000 people. In the port city of Dalian, you will find what some call the Venice of the East. The replicas of Renaissance-era Italian architecture were built by a French architectural firm. There are more than 2.5 miles of Venetian-style canals and plenty of gondolas. The replication of Manhattan was unfortunately a failure since it didn't manage to win buyers for the many office blocks and skyscrapers. It's in the Conch Bay district of Tianjin and was meant to transform the region, helped by a high-speed rail link that would cut travel time to Beijing down to an hour. Today, many of the buildings are hollow shells, partly finished or just abandoned. Another duplicate city of the United States is that of Jackson Hole, a small town of just 10,000 residents in the United States. 
the location was chosen by Allison Smith, a Portland-based architect who was set on developing log-style homes with the rural rustic charm of the northwestern states, but with Chinese city dwellers in mind. This endeavor has been successful, and most of the upscale properties have permanent Chinese residents. A funny side point is that there is a Route 66 running through this Jackson Hole, although in the United States that highway doesn't go anywhere near Wyoming. China has been using geese to help the police in various missions for years. Once the geese establish their territory, they defend it fiercely. Historical records are rich with stories of geese battalions, including the one gaggle who was credited for sounding the alarm that Gaul was invading Rome in 390 BC. Geese have excellent eyesight and can control each eye separately, giving them a broader perspective. When sleeping, they can leave one side of their brain awake, making the one eye connected to it perceptive to detecting threats. This makes them always in control of a situation. Today, there is a gaggle of about 500 geese standing guard on the border with Vietnam to sound the alarm or bite anyone who tries to enter China illegally. Geese are also being used in conjunction with canines to patrol 300 miles of China's Changzhou Prefecture to stop the coronavirus from entering China via illegal immigration. Another area they are being used is in Xinjiang, an area of high crime. In one police headquarter, one gaggle of geese managed to snare a man who had broken in to steal a motorbike. In China, there is a tradition known as ghost marriage, which is the practice of marriage where either both or one of the parties is deceased. One reason for a ghost marriage is when a couple had been engaged, but the man dies before they're married. By performing the ghost marriage, the woman can adopt a child and pass on the patrilineage of the deceased. Another reason is to save face when a daughter is unwed, since it can be shameful for parents to have an unwed daughter. Also, it is customary that a younger brother does not marry before his older brother. So if the older one died, a ghost marriage may take place so that the younger brother can marry without breaking custom. Opium, an addictive narcotic made from the dried seed pod of various poppies, was used as a medicine and painkiller and for recreation. It can be eaten, drunk, smoked, or made into more powerful drugs such as morphine and heroin. There are different thoughts on the entrance of opium into the country, but between 1000 and 1500, it was widely used in China as a medicine, and tribes in southern China were refining it to pay taxes. In the late 16th century, it began to be used socially, either drinking or eating it. After smoking tobacco was introduced to Europe and Asia from the Americas, opium was smoked in a mixture with tobacco, and it was called madak. Smoking was banned in China in 1729, but opium continued to enter the country. In 1799, the emperor banned opium completely, making trade and poppy cultivation illegal. The British brought it in among their legitimate cargo, and Chinese merchants smuggled it ashore in small fast boats. In 1839, the Imperial Chinese Commissioner ordered all foreign traders to surrender their opium. In response, the British sent a group of warships to the coast of China, triggering the First Opium War, which the British won in 1841. Along with paying a large indemnity, the Chinese ceded Hong Kong to the British. The British supplied opium 
was very popular in China. They had opium dens where millions of Chinese from all walks of life became addicted to the drug. The British aggressively marketed opium in China. In 1900 to 1906, it was estimated that 27% of the adult male population in China was addicted to it. In 1910, China was finally successful in convincing the British to dismantle the India-China opium trade. By then, China had many other sources for opium, particularly Southeast Asia. In 1941, laws were passed in China where those found cultivating poppy, manufacturing opium, or offering it for sale would face the death penalty. The games of chess, Go, and the original version of Chinese checkers were developed in China. As far as online gaming, Chinese authorities have sought to control how much time children can spend playing online games to fight internet addiction. In 2019, restrictions on online gaming were put in place, allowing minors 90 minutes per weekday, and they were banned from playing between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. In 2021, the restrictions were tightened to online gaming only allowed for one hour per day and only on Fridays, weekends, and public holidays. Foot binding was the Chinese custom of breaking and tightly binding the feet of young girls to change their shape and size. Feet altered by foot binding were known as lotus feet, and the shoes made for these feet were known as lotus shoes. In late imperial China, Bound feet were considered a status symbol and a mark of feminine beauty. However, foot binding was a painful practice that limited the mobility of women and resulted in lifelong disabilities. It has been estimated that, by the 19th century, 40-50% to of all Chinese women may have had bound feet, rising to almost 100% in upper-class Han Chinese women. In the late 19th century, Christian missionaries and Chinese reformers challenged the practice. It was not until the early 20th century that the practice began to die out, following the efforts of anti-footbinding campaigns. By 2007, only a small handful of elderly Chinese women whose feet had been bound were still alive. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the second part on China. Next time, we'll learn about a country that's often synonymous with the mythical city El Dorado. It could also easily be called the land of coffee. In fact, it includes a vast area of mountainous ranges called exactly that. This landscape has been declared the Coffee Cultural Landscape by UNESCO as a World Heritage Site. It is third in terms of highest coffee production in the world. However, there is so much more than coffee. It is one of the 17 mega-diverse countries and has a highly diverse geography including the rugged Andes Mountains and subtropical rainforests containing many natural treasures. Please be sure to subscribe to Nations of the World podcast series so you won't miss my next episode, Colombia. Gaining knowledge about other people and their culture is often the best way to understanding who they are and why they do things a certain way. This in turn can make us less fearful of differences and hopefully more accepting. Let's face it, we're all human and we all share the same world.
If you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving a review for Nations of the World podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of the other platforms you've found to listen to this series. I am open to suggestions on how to improve the show and would like any feedback my listeners have for me. Please feel free to contact me on any of the social media platforms you see listed in my show notes.